being kept in his name. John 17, 11 to 12. I am no longer in the world, and yet they themselves are in the world, and I come to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, the name which you have given me, that they may be one even as we are. Verse 12. While I was with them, I was keeping them in your name, which you have given me, and I guarded them, and not one of them perished, but the son of perdition, so that the scripture would be fulfilled. John 14, 7-15 Question, what does it mean to be kept in Christ, to be kept in his name our entire lives, and be one with him while we remain in the world? Jesus says he was keeping them in his name while he was in the world. And he now asked his father to continue to keep them in his name because he is leaving the world and coming to his father. He asked his father to keep them in his name so they can be one with the father himself in spirit as they were one. One in spirit with the father, son and spirit and one another. The position and posture of one in Christ which is the position of eternal life. This position of one is so powerful. It's the position of truth, Jesus, and it's the position that brings us into this incredible, unshakable life within us. It truly is the life within. This is why the foremost commandment is to hear, O Israel, the Lord is one. One God, one position, one truth, and one life, one spirit. It's not two, but one God. And we must come into and have living within us the God who is one. This is what Jesus is asking for in keeping the disciples in his name. Oneness. It is at this position of where oneness is found that division lurks. The enemy and our flesh hover at this point, longing to keep us out of this oneness of spirit. To truly be one, there must be the possibility of division. God's heart is for oneness with spirit, oneness with him and in him. And the enemies and our flesh position is for the position of two, three, four, five, six, the position of division. The church of oneness is a powerful people of love, for God is love and God is one. This is impossible if we attempt to find this or enter into this oneness through the flesh, the physical. We must be kept in his name, Jesus, the one God. And this must all be done through the Spirit. This is why we don't really see this church today, because this position of one literally challenges the God we know. When the truth, the posture of one is declared into the world, all the false positions of one get tested and exposed for what they are. The foundation in us gets tested and our response determines our true foundation. Those who are in the position of one demonstrate spirit humility, love, hope, joy, peace, gentleness, faith, calmness, while those who are in the false reality start to feel anxious, insecure, angry, violent, uneasy, not at rest, worried, and ultimately either attack the true position of oneness or walk away from it. There is a massive difference between those who acknowledge Christ as their foundation, their cornerstone from the mind, and those who acknowledge Christ as their cornerstone from their innermost being place, the spirit. The one who acknowledges from the mind 
still has themselves ultimately as their cornerstone because the gospel is yet to pierce their heart, causing the cornerstone to be within. Only when this happens of the Spirit do we enter into this position and power of oneness that Jesus prayed for. It is a position in Christ that we must enter into. The mind position is covered by Christ's blood, but this mind position doesn't know the power and unshakableness of the Spirit's position. To know He is the foundation as a reality within you is nothing short of transformational. To be kept in His name our entire lives is to abide in Christ our entire lives. It means to not move out of step or alignment to Him. Like the Son, everything we are becoming and everything we do is done in His name. We do nothing from our own initiative or desire, and we only do what He asks of us. In Christ is the eternal life that is to be formed and produced in us. To know Jesus Christ is eternal life, John 17, 3. And we are to know this life within us and our innermost being. If we are kept in Jesus, we will know this. If we are being kept in His name, then we will not hear away from me, for I never knew you. It is critical to be kept in his name if we want to experience this full kingdom life now within and through us and be a part of the future kingdom of God. Jesus is the perfect model of being kept in his father's name. So we have an example to follow. Because Jesus is with the father now, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, is to continue keeping us in the name of the Lord Jesus. The Holy Spirit is a person just like Jesus was a person, and he has been entrusted in leading, guiding us into all the truth. John 16, 13. Who is the truth? Jesus is. So the Holy Spirit's role is to guide us into Christ, keeping us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit was not sent to give us guidance, but to be our guide. Do we allow the person, the Holy Spirit, to be our actual guide in this life? If Jesus only taught what his Father taught him, then we too are only to teach what our Heavenly Father has taught us through revelation. The Holy Spirit will teach us all things in Christ's name. If we have a heart that desires to be taught, it's his heart to bring to light all that is in Christ's name. And this can only happen if we are kept in his name. I can't stress enough how fundamental it is to be kept in his name through revelation. If we want the life that Jesus died for us to have, it's fundamental to being his follower. And it's based on these conditions. Colossians 2, 2-4 That their hearts may be encouraged, having been knit together in love, and attain to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding, resulting in a true knowledge of God's mystery, that is, Christ himself, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this so no one will delude you with persuasive argument. Verses 6 and 7 are very powerful after these passages. Verse 4 is extremely important for all followers of Jesus who want to come into the fullness of life in him by being kept in his name. He is saying that those who don't know this life in Christ will come up with other ways and means to life, and it will sound persuasive and very convincing. And if one believes them, 
they will be led away from this life in Christ. They are not being kept in his name because what is being taught and believed, received, is not of him or his father. This is the very reason why Paul wrote 2 Corinthians 11, 1-6, to protect us from all the one who comes and preaches another Jesus, another spirit, a different gospel. Paul says, I may not be the most skilled in speech, but I do know Christ. He says he doesn't consider himself inferior to the most eminent apostles. If we are not in Christ and receiving revelation from the Spirit of Christ, we will teach another version of Jesus and mislead ourselves and many others. We come back to being the false leader, the false prophet or teacher or follower, as talked about previously. Look at Colossians 2, 6 and 7, as this passage is extremely essential. All this is the result of not being kept in his name. Colossians 2, 6 and 7. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. Let's unpack this verse by verse and then look at verse 8 and 9. As you have received Christ, how have we received Jesus Christ? Have we received him through revelation and not through the ability of man? Paul said in Galatians 1, 11 to 12, that he didn't receive the gospel through the agency of man, nor was he taught it, but he received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. When we receive the word Jesus the way God intends and has made possible, we now are able to walk in him. To walk in him means to be able to walk in the manner in which he walked. As we are continue receiving his word, we are able to and capable of doing this. This is what it means to be rooted firmly in him and being built up in him, being kept in his name. This being built up leads us into being established in our faith. As we are established in our faith, we come into more and more of his life in us because we see faith, all that is in Christ, all the hidden treasures of wisdom and knowledge that is in the Son. Every promise that is to be realized and lived out is in the Son. What a blessing. If this is taking place, we will overflow with gratitude toward Christ and live from him being in us and for us in him, being kept in his name. Verse 8 and 9 is a warning to us not to be taken captive through philosophy and empty deception through man-made tradition. When we are in Christ, like verse 2 to 7 describes, being kept in his name, this becomes our filter in which we discern all things. Very hard to be led astray and deceived into lies when one has this true knowledge of Christ. The safeguard for us is to be in Christ more and more and more, being kept in his name, to be constantly coming into a greater revelation of Christ himself, going from strength to strength on our inside, protects us from all the counterfeit truths that set themselves up as him. Matthew seven thirteen to 29 and Matthew 10, 34 to 39.